To today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And man, oh man, oh man, uh, could things get any crazier? I, I keep saying that, and every time I say it, I, I feel like we should be getting close to a the level and we should be able to back off some and then something else happens uh crazy stuff going on like uh, aoc uh, along with 17 other house democrats getting arrested today outside of the supreme court uh part of a protest where they were blocking traffic uh of course she was all excited and uh, some folks are categorizing how when she was escorted away that she was pretending as if she was handcuffed. You know, she's got her hands behind her back, and she's got that kind of perp walk look to how she was doing it. She did a little fist raise and fight the power kind of uh, thing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think she was trying to pretend like she was handcuffed. I think that she was just trying to uh, make certain that the... Uh, very scary police officer didn't rough her up or something. I'm pretty sure they know who she was and that she was relatively safe. But, uh, you know, I 
I, I've seen people that out of habit just kind of walk that way. And so I don't think it was any big deal. Um, a good piece of news, uh, murder charges uh, have been dropped against the uh, New York City bodega clerk, uh, the one who uh, shot and killed a would-be thief uh, attempting to defend himself. Well, uh, those charges have been dropped, and it still leads to the question of why the charges were ever brought up in the first place. Now, I get it. If the cops show up, they see the situation, they need to investigate it, they need to make sure that the clerk wasn't actually acting out on something else that was going on outside of the bodega and just kind of uh, found its way into it. But uh, this was a pretty clear-cut case from the beginning. Uh, regardless, I'm okay with the police officers doing their due diligence. I'm okay with them taking them into custody, checking out everything, making sure that everything's on the up and up. But uh, the fact that charges were filed by the DA's office, that's a totally different situation. And the, again, that is the left's efforts to try to make sure that they push down hard on the idea of a good guy with a gun ever doing a good thing. Uh, that seems to be one of their major major focus points right now, and uh, I, I'm just glad that uh, the uh, clerk can now say that he doesn't have to worry about those charges. Doesn't mean the left's done with them yet, though, so uh, I certainly hope that he is prepared for whatever happens next. Uh, we've seen Joe Biden taking a little bit of a victory lap as uh, gas prices are slowly inching down and uh, hopefully on the more permanent side. But if you're an actual economist and you see what's going on, you probably know better. If you're just somewhat cynical like myself and uh, are a student of history and have seen these trends before, you can kind of tell that, oh, no, this is not something that's going to be able to uh to continue to sustain itself on the downward trajectory uh, if our energy policy does not change. So this little victory lap, uh, I think we all need to remind uh, both Joe and any member of this administration and any current office holder with a D at the end of their name that even with the recent drops that big parts of the country have seen, uh, the average gas price across the country is still at least twice as high as his first day in office. So still a long way to go there, Joe. No victory laps just yet. Okay. Uh, a West Virginia judge has blocked the state's pre-row abortion ban. They're saying, no, we're not going to allow you to just snap back into place. So there's a place where the battle is going on. Uh, we've got some startling admissions uh, from folks like Anthony Fauci that, uh, you know, we're going to be living with COVID for decades. I think we're going to be living with COVID permanently. Your gain of function research, sir, has really done the trick. It's just like any other coronavirus. Uh, we're going to keep seeing it or a version of it from now into perpetuity. As long as the human race exists, these viruses are going to continue to keep popping up. Otherwise, we would have seen an end to the common cold a long time ago, right? That should be common sense. Uh, yeah, a lot of things should be common sense. Um, if by now you're noticing a slight drop-off in audio quality, and I'm guessing you may very well be, 
that is because my mixer uh, went completely out on me just before I was going to start uh, today's show. It was working fine, working fine. Then it started acting out with a short. I tried uh, tracking it down, and then it just went kapooey. So I'm going to ask you guys to uh, help support the show by going and uh, following the links in the show descriptions and uh, start uh, picking up some merchandise uh, where it's stuff that you might need, but I'll get tiny bits because I'm going to need some dollars to get uh, the audio quality back up and going. And again, things are tough, primarily because of the energy policy, the very bad energy policy. Uh, th this whole Joe Biden, hey, I want to give a high five to myself uh, business, it's utterly ridiculous. We are literally facing the situation where if you were on a tight budget before, if you were doing okay but barely making it during the, the Trump administration right before the COVID uh, artificial shutdown of our economy, then the gas prices alone, have been enough to upend your economy. Your budget has been wiped out. You personally, not the overall national economy, but your economy. And, and forgive me for talking a little bit and sounding a little bit like the left, because, you know, your truth matters more than the truth. And uh, we should uh, think about the collective. But ultimately, you have your personal economy. And that matters more to you on an individual basis than the overall economy does. If you're doing okay, you're not as concerned about your neighbors down the street. But if you're not doing okay, you don't care if the neighbors down the street are doing okay or not. You're struggling. These gas prices and then the inflation that ensued thereafter, uh, pushing up the price of every other necessity that you have, it is over the top. Now, I, I really don't like asking for financial support, but I do like helping you guys find uh, something that's helpful, something that you're going to want. And the, the current economy is there. Now, at the uh, half hour break, we're going to talk about one of those items. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Built Bar on that first break and uh, some of the specials they have going on. Go check them out. Check out the Built Bars. Check out the Blue Coolers. Uh, check out Diamond CBD. Uh, all, all of these folks, these they're selling stuff that provide really good value to you. Uh, good bang for the buck. And right now, value is something we all need. Uh, and we all are struggling with some financials, so we need to get there. Now, before we get into any of the main topics for today, I wanted to go through a few... Um, update kind of things. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to all the folks over at Tumblr. You know, I had almost forgotten that I even uh, have anything set up over at Tumblr. It's been a very long time since I signed in, but uh, I was going through my old uh, email address, one that uh, is still active, but I very rarely check because I don't really use it that much anymore. And that just so happens to be the email address that I have linked to uh, my Tumblr account. Uh, Tumblr, of course, is a social media site. It's a, a video blogging place. And it was one of the uh, locations that uh, could be automatically uh, syndicated through Spreaker. And uh, they still continue to do so. So those shows have been popping up over there on uh, 
on my uh, account there. And I, like I said, I just I very rarely go over there because it's been a long time since I've had very much action uh, blog post and uh, the audio links to the shows just haven't really done too much. But a little while ago, I had kind of uh, this blow up in popularity over one particular uh, post, one of the previous shows, the uh, show titled A Bipartisan Gun Grab is Still a Gun Grab. Uh, got a bunch of movement on that one. A bunch of folks reblogged it over there and uh, several likes. A few uh, comments here and there. Uh, <laughs> some strange uh, comments as well. Uh, Dumbler has become uh, something that's a little different than its inception. Uh, so if you're not over there, whatever, but if you happen to be one of those listeners over at Tumblr, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, embracing, uh, if not uh, the show as a whole, that particular uh, broadcast. Although I think uh, it was summed up pretty well uh, <laughs> from one of the commenters because they uh, made the comment, uh, I thought the title said, a bisexual gun grab. <laughs> and that might very well have been uh, what led to some of that, uh, <laughs> that positive momentum. But regardless, thank you guys just the same. Uh, hopefully we can have a few more uh, episodes that will uh, get shared and reblogged and, and appreciated too. Uh, I hope so at any rate. Then... I wanted to talk a little bit about a letter that I got from YouTube. Now, YouTube is a place that I don't put a whole lot of stock on having the show. But again, Spreaker does part of their automatic syndication thing, uh, linking over to YouTube. And they do this. It's just the audio of the show, uh, more often than not. I, I do put a few videos up over there, primarily because it's easier to link it there and, and put it uh, directly to Rumble and uh, and a few other places. But I don't often think too much about the YouTube uh, channel for Tapping to the Truth uh, very often, just because, like I said, Spreaker automatically syndicates that over there, so I'm good. And I have the YouTube channel linked to Rumble, so I don't even have to upload a lot of stuff directly to Rumble if I don't uh, want to. Uh, I can just put it up there. A few folks that are actually signed up uh, to follow the uh, channel, can get it. And basically the only place where there's any uh, supporter-only content, uh, original stuff that you're not going to catch on the multiple channels, is over at Locals. Uh, and right now, since I still have like nobody signed up as part of the Tap into the Truth Locals community at this point, I've only posted one supporter-only video. Uh, so when some more folks start signing up over there, uh, even if you don't become a supporter, if you just sign up for free, become part of the community, I'll start doing a little more uh, comment there. But anyway, the point being is I got this email from the fine folks over at YouTube telling me that they have actually removed some of my content. Sniffle, sniffle, a tear. Uh, let me read you the email. Now, if if you do anything, if you are a content producer that does anything with YouTube, you probably have gotten at least one warning in the past. But uh, uh, in, just in case you're not aware, 
the the letter here says that uh, our team has reviewed your content and unfortunately we think it violates our misinformation policy we removed the following content from YouTube the video Ken Crow on the Alaskan Trump rally and seven-year-old white girl punished why now for those of you that are regular listeners to the show you know that I spoke with Ken not too long ago and had to do kind of a an unusual broadcast because for some strange reason and I guess maybe it was a precursor to my uh to my mixer going out and I just didn't realize it I thought I just had uh, my settings set up incorrectly for recording because uh, you know I have been known to do that before but maybe maybe it was actually something with the mixer and I had my settings correct uh, but uh, I ended up only recording Ken's side of the conversation so I had to kind of intervene and comment and tell you the kind of things that I had been saying uh, but uh, generally speaking Ken's comments were a little too good to miss now I'm instantly wondering why was this removed and uh, I'm wondering if maybe just putting the Alaskan Trump rally in the uh, the title uh, was the issue or maybe they just made assumptions based on what was being said there but uh, the letter continues uh, the email technically but it says we know that this might be disappointing but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all if content breaks our rules we remove it if you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we'll take another look. Keep reading for more details. And the next little subsection here is how your content violated the policy. Content that advances false claims that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches change the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election is not allowed on YouTube. Ooh, meaning that if you even have a conversation about the possibility of shenanigans, that you're not allowed to have that conversation. Now, I had not been aware or made aware, maybe I had, I just didn't read the, uh, the email, but I don't recall having been informed that they had just now made a blanketed policy against even conversing on the topic. Now, of course, this was my first uh, time, so it affected the channel by virtue of this just being a warning. Now, this clearly is not my first time, <laughs> but this is the first time they noticed it, and I guess it's my own fault for putting uh, the Trump rally uh, in the uh, title. But they told me that if this happens again, my channel will get a strike and I won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for a week. Now, again, if I'm doing live streaming, I'm probably going to be doing it over at Rumble. The one upside here is that uh, that video was still up over at Rumble. And again, it's just a past broadcast, so you can go listen to it if you want to wherever you listen to podcasts. But uh, a one-week a one suspension from anything on YouTube, that might be problematic because that means I will have to find a different way to uh, put one of these shows up on Rumble because I don't automatically put the, uh, the shows up on Rumble. I, I just do different stuff directly over there. But uh, at least that particular show is still up, and it's even monetized over there. So by all means, if you're a listener and you miss a show and you 
like Rumble, then uh, find the Tap Into the Truth channel, subscribe, and listen to the uh, broadcast over there. It'll be great. Anyway, uh, according to them, what I should do next, we want to help you stay on YouTube, so please make sure you understand YouTube's community guidelines and strikes basics. Review your content with our policies in mind. If, after reviewing your content, you think we made a mistake, let us know. You can appeal this decision. And then they've got a little link to do that. I just thought it was really, really weird that suddenly, out of the blue, here I am having a content strike over YouTube. I so rarely get those. Now, I realize at this point, I've spent a lot of time talking about stuff that's not really that significant. Uh, and certainly not something that others haven't uh, had to deal with. If you're a content creator, you have had to deal with it, especially if you're conservative. I know that I've made the statements in regards to my belief about what happened on that night uh, when uh, the Biden administration ended up becoming the installed leaders of this nation, uh, supposedly. Uh, so if they start looking, and I guess I probably shouldn't be saying this to make them go look, but they're not going to have a hard time finding other instances, and they may very well strike the channel. So if you are one of those folks that are signed up over at YouTube, if I go dark for a little bit and you don't see updates, come looking for me over at Rumble. If you're conservative, you probably should have moved to Rumble anyway. Now, something of a little more important, though, and this is just one more update before we go into topics for today. You may recall a couple of weeks back I had a conversation uh, where I was basically kind of doing a co-host thing with Jeff Cruer from Ringside Politics down in Louisiana. And we were talking about the American Innovation and Choice Online Act. And one of the things that I did immediately uh, upon looking a little bit deeper at uh, Jeff's uh, urging, and then we made the decision to kind of do the dual broadcast where uh, that piece was on his show and it was on my show and we kind of just shared time discussing it, uh, is I immediately sent uh, letters to my two senators. Um, I mean, literally, immediately. July 15th, I get an official response from Marsha Blackburn. Now, in my email, I expressed everything that we discussed during the show and my primary concerns about where this actually ends up hurting competitiveness online and ultimately the end user. I also asked for a, um, an official statement for the purpose of reporting on the show. Marsha Blackburn is somebody who's been on this show before. Granted, we were only talking about her new book at the time. Haven't been able to pin her down for conversations about actual political uh, stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, Fox News gets uh, top billing for her concerns there. But I did finally get an official response, and it's essentially a form letter and uh, not really a statement statement. But it's as close to one as we're going to get, and I made the point that I would be reporting this, so here's what I'm reporting. And the other letter I wrote, I will bring to you as well, when and if I get a response there. But the response here says, Dear Tim, 
Thank you for contacting me regarding S2992, the American Innovation and Choice Online Act. I always appreciate hearing from Tennesseans. Uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat from Minnesota, uh, introduced S2992 on October 18th of 2021. The bill would prohibit certain large online platforms from self preferencing their own products on the platform, intentionally disadvantaging uh, competing products, discriminating in the application of the platform's terms of service, and interfering with pricing decisions set by other business users. Additionally, the bill restricts the platform's use of non-public data generated on the platform and prohibits the platform from restricting access to platform data generated by the activity of the competing business user. Thank you for your thoughtful comments. In January of 2022, S2992 was reported favorably out of the Senate Judiciary Committee, of which I am a member. Please be assured I will keep your thoughts close at hand should this legislation receive consideration by the full Senate. Again, thank you for taking the time to contact me. If you would like regular updates on my work for Tennessee, please sign up for my weekly newsletter or follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sincerely, Marsha Blackburn, United States Senator. Okay, so that's it in its entirety. Anybody else feel the form letter brush off there? Ultimately, the one thing that it does sound like we're getting is that at the moment, Senator Blackburn seems to be on board with this. Now, the one thing that I have to say about Marsha uh, more than the average is that she is typically a pretty conservative individual. My concern, and we discussed this when Jeff and I were talking and we had Jeff's guest uh, on board as well, is the fact that there are indeed a lot of conservatives that are moving full speed ahead towards trying to promote this bill into law because they're ready to try and punish big tech. They don't like the fact that people like you and me get censored, get throttled back, get banned or shadow banned or get our strikes, but against our YouTube channels. And there are reasons to be upset about that, to be sure. If these platforms want to be the public square, then they should act like the public square. Their terms of service should understand that if they're going to provide uh, a platform for speech, it needs to be free speech. If they wanted to put little warning labels, uh, like... We pushed for on CDs way back in the day. Uh, I'm looking at you, Tipper Gore. Uh, if we did something like that, I think most content creators would be fine with that. In fact, I think it would probably help promote the show. Uh, people want to know, what's this crazy guy saying that gets this warning label put over there? You know, uh, some of the greatest hits uh, musical artists have had have been the ones that get banned from the radio because everybody wants to know. Well, uh, what got them banned? Thinking Billy Joel and Only the Good Die Young, for example. Uh, and the Anthony song, Moving Out. Uh, those are some songs that got banned from the radio and uh, with the Moving Out song, uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, 
Uh, not so sure that uh, Only the Good Die Young really deserved it. Uh, it certainly gets radio airplay now. Uh, and even uh, the Anthony song, uh, the Moving Out song, uh, if it does get radio airplay now, very rarely does it get played unedited. I actually heard some uh, streaming service air it unedited, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet they're going to get letters. Because uh, there's this little part where they're talking about a uh, certain type of person uh, not being able to, to drive a Cadillac, but uh, can polish the fender kind of deal. Very offensive stuff. Uh, <laughs> even by the standards then, that was pretty offensive, uh, especially the use of the N-word. And uh, it's a little surprising that Billy included it, but it was painting the picture of what happens there. And, and so there you go. It ended up being one of his all-time greatest selling songs, though, not because uh, everybody wants to promote the negativity there, but just because they want to know what got it banned. So they had to buy a copy of the single to find out what was on it. So, you know, yeah, go ahead. Put a warning label on my show. I'm okay with that. Uh, I would imagine I'd see at least a 20% increase in folks listening to the show uh, on the platforms. So, uh, let's do that. I, I'm on board with that. Label it conservative and then label it conspiracy theory. Uh, a lot of actual conspiracy theorists will probably be pretty disappointed. <laughs> but uh, I'll be happy because uh, I'm getting more ears, uh, at least for a few times, at any rate. All right. Um, I guess that's enough of that update. Uh, other than to say, obviously, if you have the same concerns as uh, Jeff and I have about the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, then uh, I hope you've been in touch with your senator, and we need to continue to do so. Uh, call them, email them, uh, be polite. You know, be respectful. Uh, remember, these are folks who are trying to change their mind about the support. But I'm just, I'm really afraid a lot of these folks, like the Ted Cruz that uh, seems to be all for this as well, I think they're just looking to punish big tech without realizing this is actually going to help those companies that already have the market share uh, because they can afford the type of restrictions that are going to be put in place. Whereas a new upstart trying to gain market share they're going to have a harder time trying to uh, to jump through all those same hoops because they don't have the same resources available. All right, guys, don't go anywhere. I will be right back on the other side of this very brief break. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. If nations are to be judged by how they treat their children, then the United States could be in big heap of trouble. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. 
Once upon a time, children in America were seen as little innocent ones who needed proper guidance and were to be cherished because it was the right thing to do. Parents were at one time bound by their God-given duty and privilege to raise their children in the way that they should go so that they would not permanently depart from the goals to live a life of high morals, belief in God, and to be a positive contributor to society. Lurking in the shadows, however, are those of leftist ideology which centrals around personal, national, and global destruction. Today, some parents and numerous educators participate in grooming little children for living an unnatural lifestyle of sexual confusion, hatred of themselves, hatred of God, country, and the family. Many young students in San Francisco are forced via adult negligence to walk through blocks of brutish and filthy homeless adults and their sidewalk excrement. Wake up, America! How you treat your children will dictate our nation's future. I'm Ron Edwards. Brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds Coffee Display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, 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 excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. Thank you. Thank you, George. Just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. forgetting i'm president all right joe it's time for you to put the dinosaur away i'm pretty sure you would just fall down again anyway uh still better at walking a dinosaur better at riding a bicycle than running a country uh, joe biden all right before we get back into uh today's primary topics i did mention a little while ago that we were going to talk about one of those uh uh, items that you can check out, uh, possibly get major benefit from, and help to support the show at the same time. And that means, uh, right now, we're talking about built Bars. Now, I have said several times on this broadcast that I'm pretty sure they're just a sneaky way of doing candy bars. Uh, you know, they're claiming to be good for you and stuff. Uh, they, they've got a lot of convincing information. Uh, the data suggests that these are indeed protein bars, that they are indeed low-calorie, and 
I absolutely know for a fact that most of them are delicious, and the only reason I say most is because I haven't had a chance to try them all yet. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show description today for the Puffs Mixed Box. Uh, this is a mixed box of 12 built Puff bars. Uh, first and foremost, although uh, this particular box of 12 comes in at a price tag currently of $29.95, uh, if you were to make an order of over $50, you can use the Shop Pay option. Uh, I'd suggest you check that out and see what it is uh, and get the details, but you can actually once you hit that $50 mark, you can make four interest-free installment uh, payments rather than pay one time if that's necessary. I don't necessarily recommend you getting that, but if you really need the built bars and you really need to kind of stretch that out, that might be an option. Just throwing it out there. Anyway, currently that Puff Mix Bar includes the flavors of Coconut Puffs, uh, Banana Cream Pie Puffs, and the Churro Puffs, which is one of their newer and very well-received orders. Uh, so what are built puffs, you may be asking? Well, they're just a little bit of heaven on earth. Uh, marshmallow heaven, that is. The first, and as of right now, the only collagen protein bar with this amazing marshmallow texture. Uh, it's fair to say that Built has indeed done it again. Uh, an absolutely awesome texture, a delicious flavor, and of course, uh, they are covered by Built's signature, 100% chocolate. Uh, once again, uh, a couple of bites in, you're going to forget that you're eating a protein bar. It is not like a protein bar. Everything I've had before, it tastes like cardboard. These are delicious freaking candy bars. Satisfy your sweet tooth and eat healthier while you're at it. You're getting a tasty treat, and it's something that's good for you. Uh, Built Bar. Uh, what else can I say? All right, let's get back to the topics. Uh I have hinted on this conversation, this statement, I should say, from Elizabeth Warren uh, with a couple of guests now, and I have not really dug into it myself. Uh, so let me play a little bit of an audio clip from Elizabeth Warren. I'm not going to play the whole thing in its entirety because I just completely lose my stuff with some of the things she said during this. But uh, let's hear Elizabeth Warren in her own words, you know, just so nobody can say I'm making it up or so nobody can say I'm spreading misinformation. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. See, it's, it's not good enough for Senator Warren to shut down the crisis pregnancy centers in Massachusetts, the state she is from, the state that she represents. It's not good enough to acknowledge that maybe there's a reason why there are crisis uh, pregnancy centers three to one over abortion providers in the state of Massachusetts that might have something to do with the people of the state, that might have something to do with um, the fact that there are plenty of pro-life people in every state in this union. There are plenty of people that recognize the sanctity of life. There are plenty of people that understand that life is a precious gift and is not given freely or willy-nilly. That each life represents 
a possibility of greatness. It also represents the possibility of tremendous evil. But to hear Elizabeth Warren talk about this topic, it's not good enough for her to want to stop it in just her home state, the place where she should have something to, to do about it, should have something to say about it. She wants to do it across the country. She's claiming, and I will say falsely so based on my own experience here, that there's a bait and switch going on. There is not. Now, I can't speak to what practices are going on in the state of Texas. I can't say what practices are going on in the state of Massachusetts. But I can tell you that there are several crisis pregnancy centers available here in the state of Tennessee, and it's pretty common knowledge before you even show up the first time, that these are being run by church-based charities here. Now, the reason I mentioned Texas is because I happened to, in the process of doing some more digging into this topic, came across a uh, an NBC uh, news piece where they put it on their freaking evening news where they were saying that there's major backlash against crisis pregnancy centers because in Texas they get a lot of taxpayer support. A lot of dollars are going to help keep these folks going too. Now, I would suggest that as long as federal taxpayer dollars are going to support Planned Parenthood, the lefties really don't have a leg to stand on in opposing taxpayer dollars at the state or federal level going to organizations that are based on the belief that the sanctity of life should win out. The idea that support should be given and that truth should be told to these young women who are in a crisis situation and who are looking for support. I have a hard time believing there are that many people that are mistakenly going to a crisis pregnancy center thinking that they're going to get an abortion there. Now, a lot of these places do say that they offer abortion information and not the services. Now, they do offer medical services like uh, ultrasounds. In fact, uh, I am personally in contact with somebody that's taking full advantage of the services available at a local uh, pregnancy center. They are providing uh, classes and educational information. And the good part is, is that none of that is misinformation. It's not disinformation. It's actual stuff. Now, you may be able to criticize one individual making a statement that is not as precise as you might like it to be. And that's something that occurred in this little news piece on NBC where they were talking about what one particular person that worked at one particular uh, crisis pregnancy center in the state of Texas had said uh, that abortions can cause cancer. She also said some other things like uh, abortions can cause infertility. Well, that's just not true. Uh, but it is if it's botched. Now, should there have been more specific? Should it have been more accurate communication? Yeah, I'll listen to you make that point all day, and I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah, you should say that if they do something wrong in the process, it's entirely possible. But there's also instances where if the individual uh, pre-mother who decides to end the life of their pre-born baby human, uh, if their body has certain things going on, even a normal uh, removal of that child 
can cause long-term physical side effects and in some cases may lead to the mother not being able to carry a child to term in the future. So it's not a misstatement. It just should have been presented better. Now, about the abortions causing cancer bit, nah, that's probably a stretch. I I doubt that that's true. I've certainly never seen anything that would promote that notion as a piece of fact, but that's still a conversation that took place with one person in one instance. I, I can't imagine that there is a bait and switch going on here. If you are so misinformed as to show up at a crisis pregnancy center thinking that you're going to get an abortion there, then that is kind of on you. Most people, like I said, here in Tennessee, we know exactly what they are, and most of them here are funded by churches and have a lot of volunteers working for them. And when you count on volunteers to do a lot of the work, including the education side of it, maybe you're going to end up with some folks that aren't as precise as a communicator as you might like. I've come to have a greater appreciation for communications that's not that precise since the rise of Trump. Trump is a horrible communicator as far as precision is concerned. But he brings a lot of bravado, and he speaks freely, and he often thinks uh, about things after he said them in several occasions, which has led to the good Trump, bad Trump uh, duality. Sometimes he said stuff, and he has to walk it back. Uh, the important part there is that when he recognizes that that is not a correct thing to have said, he does walk it back. But Elizabeth Warren's hatred towards the idea of one of these crisis pregnancy centers just illustrates the left's deviation here. They have deified a force of darkness. I mean, I, if, if I get banned from YouTube for saying this, then so be it. Come find me on Rumble. If you listen on YouTube, come find me on Rumble. In fact, you probably ought to just go on over to Rumble anyway. But this, this embracement of the murder of preborn baby humans is demonic. They still want to argue around the edges about the notions of rape and incest, and they still don't want to protect the children that are in a situation where they're being raped by... Uh, their mother's current baby daddy. That in fact, suddenly they don't want to talk about that case anymore at all. Uh, they thought it was great at first. Oh, 10-year-old girl had to go to another state to get an abortion. Turns out none of that part is true. The only parts that were actually true is this young girl got raped by the mother's boyfriend that this family, all of them may very well be illegal migrants in this country. That the mom wants to protect the boyfriend who evidently was living there but has an apartment, according to document. It's a horrific story, but who's watching out for the little girl? If the lift was truly everything that they claimed to be, that would be their first priority. It's not. Pushing the agenda is, but it is it's horrific what they want to do now. The 
safe, legal, and rare argument is something that actually wins in this country with a majority of Americans. I, I don't like that. I used to be in that camp a long time ago when I was young, and especially when I was young enough and promiscuous enough that uh, it would work to my benefit. Uh, I am ashamed to say that uh, I was somebody that fell into that category as a younger man. I used to think, okay, safe, legal, and rare. All right. Uh, not just for any reason, but, but yeah. But the more I've been able to, to think about it, and the more that I've matured, and the more I've strengthened my relationship with God, I, I come to the realization that there are no excuses for ending a life. None. The, you have the right to defend yourself, so if the life of the mother's in play, then I can accept self-defense in that situation. And I can understand that if you feel like, uh, until you can detect a heartbeat, then uh, it's not far enough along to have a soul, so maybe it's not a person yet. I, I'm not going to agree with you, but I can accept that you might feel that way, and you might be willing, and there might be enough of you to vote a certain way, and it falls into a state issue where I'm just going to disagree with you. And then as a fellow member of the community, uh, we're going to go about our business. But to see somebody like Elizabeth Warren who has completely lost her mind because she's spitting mad over this particular issue, it shows how dedicated they are to murdering these children. I mean, I, I said it as a half joke initially, but to see this reaction, it really brings to mind a lot of folks that maybe are concerned about a deal that they've made with dark forces in the universe becoming nullified because they can't keep giving up their sacrificial offerings. I, I find myself wondering how many Americans of color really understand the fact that they probably, uh, the, uh, the black Americans in particular, this is a, a community that probably would not be a minority anymore if it wasn't for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> they would at least be dead even with uh, Caucasians in this country would probably uh, be outpacing them. When you have cities like New York, where more black babies are aborted than are born, when you have cities like Detroit and Los Angeles and New Orleans and Chicago, where the numbers are really close to being even, and just in those locations alone, could you imagine that if you switch that around where fewer than a third were aborted? How much more of a voice you would have? Yet somehow those of us who want to see the end of the genocide against the black race by Planned Parenthood, uh, we're still the racist? Well, you're just trying to force women into doing things they don't want to do. No, I'm trying to save lives that have been created. I am content with you being answerable 
for the sins you commit. But when it comes to an opportunity to speak on the platform, you need to realize that it's not something you should be shouting. It's not something you should be celebrating. It's not something that should be acceptable in society as just another means of convenient contraception. There should be very specific guidelines if you're going to allow it at all. There should be a certain point in the pregnancy where you say, uh, okay, at this point, no. I understand I'm not going to be able to get my way, what I would prefer, what I would want as a human being that believes in the sanctity of life and that believes that life begins at conception. I'm not going to get my way. I'm not going to win that argument with the majority of Americans because the majority has clearly said that they feel like they're, they're okay with uh, the termination of this pre-born baby human up until close to the end of the first trimester. That's what the majority of America is. So every time you hear some Democrat or some freaking media talking head say that the majority of Americans are for <clears throat> Roe, they support the <clears throat> ability to, to terminate these pregnancies, that's what they're spouting. That's what they're citing that lets them spout that. But they don't specify to you the particulars. They don't tell you that it is specifically at a point where once you move past that first trimester, suddenly the, the numbers, the percentage of support drops off exponentially. The closer you get to birth, the fewer people actually support that idea. It's only the Democratic office holders and the folks that want to keep you grounded and trapped in their dark view of their reality. I don't normally spend so much time just off the cup here. Normally I, I'm spending time reacting and commenting on news stories that have been put forward. And realistically, I, I could sit here and I could morally justify having this conversation with any of you that want to engage with it literally every time I come on the air. I'd like to think that in some small way, utilizing the platforms that I get this show onto uh, does do some good somewhere. And I'm hoping that somebody who's listening is either motivated to stay in the fight or maybe is on the fence about ending uh, a life and will reconsider. Maybe we'll visit one of these crisis pregnancy centers and we'll understand this isn't a bait and switch. Elizabeth Warren is angry because there are just that many pro-life people left in the area she feels like she should be in charge of. And she doesn't want the pro-life people in her state to get the idea that if they fight and fight hard enough, uh, uh, politically, figuratively speaking, not on the streets. I, but sadly, we live in a time where I have to clarify that or I probably get banned again. But it, she doesn't want the people in her state to get the notion that uh, if they have a groundswell of support, they can end the practice in their state too. Now, I have been to Massachusetts on 
pleasure trips. Now, most of the traveling I've done has been for work. I have actually spent some time just on a vacation in Massachusetts. Spent some time uh, up around Gloucester is where we were at uh, for the majority of the time. I was dating a, a lady that was a big fan of the Perfect Storm movie and had really dug into the history of the, the truth that it was based on. And so we went. And, you know, it was close to uh, Halloween. So we, uh, from there, uh, traveled to Salem and spent some time there as well. And, we, you know, we had some fun. And the great thing is, got to meet a lot of people. We're hanging out at the Crow's Nest Bar, the real one, not as it was depicted in the movie, and got to talk to some folks. And she had become a social butterfly at that point in time, and she was really making a lot of great relationships. And uh, I'm always just kind of me. I, once you get to know me, I, there's probably nothing I won't <laughs> say. But uh, until I get to know you, I'm, I'm just kind of quiet. Me, I'm probably the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet. Although that seems to be fairly common in this business from what I'm finding out. But the thing that's amazing to me is the folks there in Massachusetts, the, the folks that were in Boston that we ran into during the transit while we were traveling because we flew into Boston. And uh, then we rented a car there and went to Gloucester and, and spent the time in Salem and then spent some time out on the, some of the beaches and uh, visited a couple of lighthouses. We did this really cool stuff. And the people there, they're good, hardworking, honest, salt-of-the-earth folks that, you know, they, they're they connected to the, to the sea, and they're connected to the land, and they're good-hearted folks that they work hard, and uh, the younger among them tend to still want to play hard. And I saw a lot of that same spirit that is, represents the people of East Tennessee, just a lot more Gloucestery. <laughs> and unless you've been there, you probably don't understand what I'm trying to say. But it's just mind-boggling to me that they keep electing Democrats because Democrats don't represent those values anymore, and they haven't. One of those values has to be the defense of the innocent. Anyway, that's going to have to be the end of the first hour. Let's do the reset for the folks listening on terrestrial radio. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. If you're listening on terrestrial radio, tune in again the same time tomorrow to hear the second hour of today's broadcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, stay right where you're at. Hour number two starts right after this. Meanwhile, hey, Joe. This is Tim Tapp. Warned about the greed within the mass 
They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees They said their vows He couldn't say when He couldn't say how He couldn't say why She was different in his eyes and had a kid tried to live like the parents got a little unruly there a little happier than usual for my return uh, they must have saw somebody behind me all right anyway ladies and gentlemen welcome to the second hour of today's live broadcast of uh, tap into the truth uh for those of you that are listening on terrestrial radio you typically get one hour at a time on rebroadcast meaning that uh this hour if you're getting to hear it is uh probably a couple of days old so if anything seems a little dated by the time you hear it then that'll be why i usually intentionally pick some stories uh for the second hour that i know will stand the test of time that's probably not getting the same amount of uh of attention that it should be and uh isn't particularly time sensitive 
Uh, so uh, that, that is the effort. So I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing uh, with all the usual caveats, of course. Uh, with you as always, I am indeed your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, and I am coming to you from historic, lovely, beautiful, uh, uh, a little bit hot again today, <laughs> Rome County, Tennessee. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I uh, do appreciate it. And if you are still listening after my ramblings and meanderings of the first hour, uh, then thank you for your patience as well. Uh, I know the first little bit we were going over basically some updates, this, uh, some policy stuff and Shout out to the Tumblr listenership for uh, really taking the uh, bipartisan gun grab, still a gun grab uh, episode and uh, elevating it to new heights. Thank you for sharing it and uh, reblogging it and and all that great stuff. I, I do appreciate uh, all of that. Uh, so thank you guys so very much. I, uh, I don't often check on what's going on over at Tumblr uh, very often anymore because uh, everything's kind of automatic over there. Uh, but... Uh, I did get the notifications uh, over the old email, and uh, I saw them, and again, thank you all so very much. Uh, also want to remind everybody that when it comes to the American Online Innovation uh, Act, or we're talking about, uh, let me give you the official one, the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, that is the official name, uh, need to keep putting pressure on our senators uh, because it looks like uh, several conservatives are on board without much thought as to the non-conservative parts of this bill. Uh, in the, I, I am somebody that likes to remind folks that you shouldn't ordinarily let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, but in a case like this, those unintended consequences are still going to occur. And while there is a little bit of good in the packaging, uh, I'm sorry, once you take the bow off of the package, uh, then you're left with with what is underneath, and what's underneath is stuff that's not that great and not certainly not very conservative, not very American either. There are other ways, better ways, to uh, punish big tech for their uh, sins against conservative Americans, and I would highly recommend you get more focused on that. I think, though, they're letting politics guide them and Part of them are blinded by the fact that they themselves have been fighting against the uh, this censorship issue that a lot of big tech companies have been raining down on conservatives like you and me. And then I think others uh, are simply thinking that this is the only way to get some level of accountability because if you wrote a more focused bill, probably couldn't get any Democrat support. But at this current time, if you have a significant number of Democrats that are supporting it, then you probably need to rethink why you support it and find out why they do and then see if you still can live with that compromise. And if you can, then hey, fine. Vote your conscience. That's what you're set there for. Just remember, primaries come along every so often. You may not get the chance to hold that seat again. I just, just say it. All right. With all that having been said, though, uh, if you uh, missed the first hour for some reason, uh, you can visit me at tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, into the truth, all one word, dot com. And uh, from there, you can go to past broadcast page and, uh, you know, 
check out some of the past broadcasts. I do have a player from Blog Talk uh, set up there, and I think that's up there first. But I would actually ask that you check it out from the Spreaker player, if at all possible, uh, mostly because it's monetized. And I need the ad revenue, guys. My mixer went out, and <laughs> with all the Biden stuff going on, the Biden economy, the Biden inflation, I'm in pretty dire straits right here. I, I don't know when I'm going to have it in the budget to get a new mixer. <laughs> so, you know, guys, uh, I'm not asking you. To, to send donations via PayPal, although there are buttons on the website if you want to do that. Just throwing that out there. I'm not asking you to do that. Just, you know, uh, when you go to tap into the truth, uh, scroll down from the homepage, scroll down past recent guests, and click on some of the banners. And, and uh, folks like Built Bar and Blue Coolers and Fire and Flavor and Ink Authority and uh, 24-7 Press Release and... Uh, you know, the, all these folks and uh, visit them and maybe even make a purchase and help support the show that way. Uh, you know, but even just listening to the show on one of the monetized versions where I'll get a little ad revenue. If these are things you're going to do anyway, be patient with the ads and just listen. That, that's that's all I'm really asking for. Uh, the, it goes a long way towards helping support the show. It really does. And, um, you know, share the show. Uh, get some of your friends. If, if you like the show well enough that you're listening on the regular, try to talk some of your friends into listening to. That's the biggest thing. And, guys, you know what? I do want to invite everybody again to come join the Tap Into the Truth community over at Locals.com. And I'll tell you once again, and it didn't even occur to me to say this because I've known – been familiar with locals for a while now so it didn't even occur to me that it was necessary to tell folks that maybe aren't familiar with it locals.com is not a dating site <laughs> evidently there's a lot of folks out there that think it is it's not okay all right anyway uh, what do you say we actually get to the uh, gist of the second hour before we go any deeper into it because dang i've uh, i've been meandering uh, away from the standard format for a bit now. So let's let's get to the standard for this hour, number two. Um, came across this story. Definitely need to talk about it. I'm hoping this one blows up enough that uh, folks at least hear a little bit about it between now and the time you're hearing this. But there is a Portland-based summer camp for kids in grades four through eight that's attracting attention for aiming to create young anarchists bent on overthrowing society. Not kidding. This is not a joke. This is not misinformation. It's not disinformation. I'm probably going to keep making those claimers given what uh, YouTube took my recent uh, show off <laughs> the uh, platform for. Uh, anyway, Budding Roses... Budding Roses claims to, quote, provide a free, safe, and empowering space for East Portland youth to learn, express themselves, and to engage critically with the social justice issues that impact them. They accomplish this through a variety of social justice-focused activities in a summer camp setting. It's uh, unclear exactly how many children have attended the camp or completed the workshops in the past. Uh, the webpage for the camp says that the mainstream education, quote, 
often reproduces structural oppression and disempowers youth, particularly low-income and youth of color. The creators are interested in activating young leaders to see themselves as agents of change. Now, because of the pandemic, Budding Roses had only offered the camp online for the past two years. Uh, online resources include the Budding Roses Protest and Chant book. Yeah, because, you know, it's very, very vital that they learn how to chant something as uh, mind-bendingly enlightening as we're here, get used to it. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no freedom, no peace, I, you know, whatever these people are, most of what they chant is so stupid, I can't even think to, <laughs> my brain is working at such a higher level. That's, that's the story I'm going with anyway. So, uh, anyway, uh, there you feature songs like Solidarity Forever, uh, the labor writes song for the international workers of the world, and uh, All You Fascist Bounds to Lose by Woody Guthrie. Uh, I must admit, I don't think I've heard All You Fascist Bound to Lose. Uh, something tells me I should uh, see if Doug uh, can't uh, find a clip of that somewhere, and we'll discuss doing a liner with it. Uh, Doug, I, I don't want you to go to work on it just yet. I know you'll be listening to this before I have a chance to talk to you. So uh, we won't work on it just yet, but uh, maybe we ought to take a listen because it sounds like something that's so catchy. I'm thinking Solidarity Forever might be pretty catchy, too. Anyway, materials for the camp attendees also include an instructional called Tear Gas for Portlanders which teaches kids how to handle being sprayed with tear gas and uh, to donate to bail funds, you know, because every uh, anarchist who goes to jail needs to have somebody bail them out. There's also a Black Lives Matter coloring book, an, an indigenous land map, a walking tour of radical Portland highlighting a, quote, amazing history of radical organizing, which is a primer on police uh, abolition, and uh, a white supremacy reflection series that promises to explore topics such as intersectionality, privilege, and systemic racism. The printable coloring pages include themes like restorative justice, globalism, collective values, queer affirming, and transgender affirming. Budding Roses was founded by the Black Rose Anarchist Federation, which claims its mission is to overthrow the state and capitalism and build a new world from the bottom up. The youth camp was selected for a 2018 Spirit of Portland Award as Nonprofit Initiative of the Year. Just something to throw out there. Now, I kind of have to go back and, and look at this just a little bit. Because how is it that you feel like anarchy is the solution to anything? I mean, realistically, if, if you're legitimately trying to talk about uh, people that have been uh, traditionally 
held back, if you're talking about folks that have been targeted for for being discriminated against, then aren't you in need of organization, which is the opposite of anarchy? Aren't you in the need of organization and efforts to reach out to not your fellow person, to rise up in anarchy, but to the folks that have been doing the uh, the oppression? I mean, aren't those the folks that you really need to reach to help them to see? Because if you do that, it works. I mean, when you look at what Martin Luther King Jr. did, he managed to, by peacefully demonstrating, he showed the links that the people that actually did have significant hate would go to to try to silence them. And they got to remain the good guys through the battle. They didn't give the type of ammunition for the other side to say, see, these are just violent people. When you start acting as an anarchist, a true anarchist uh, by the definition of the word, and I know that there are some lefties out there that have played with this word too. There are folks that think of themselves as anarchists that really are just uh, fighting the current structure. They don't really want anarchy. They just want to overthrow the current. And that's not really being an anarchist. I, again, I, I want to go to the, uh, the definition of the word as it exists in the English language, something the left doesn't really tend to like very much uh, on almost any topic. I keep coming back to this idea that they're winning a battle for America's youth because they're not giving an option to America's youth. We're just a few years away from uh, having discussed a camp for transgender youth, which, again, is pushing the radical ideology on very young children at a point in time where they have no realistic way of knowing or understanding what biological sex means. When you have not yet went through puberty, you have no idea what your sexual identity is going to be, and nobody should be trying to uh, speed that up, accelerate it, or try to force their ideas on you about it. Nobody. I don't have the right to go and tell uh, some 15-year-old girl that, no, you're not a lesbian. Because in truth, I don't know if she is or isn't. But she, uh, presumably, uh, unless she went through puberty uh, early, which does happen, but unless she has, she should still be in puberty. She should still be in the process of discovering her sexual identity. And if you're fortunate enough to figure that out ahead of the curve, then good for you. And I mean that. And there are a lot of other conservatives that feel that way. There are a lot of other Christians that feel that way. It's like, hey, good for you. Figure out, you do you. I don't have to answer for you when I make my trip to the pearly gates. I have to answer for me. And my hands are full enough for that. I, I don't have the time <laughs> to try to do much. Now, I do have a uh, an imperative to try and, and reach out as much as I can. That is part of the column. But what you have to understand is something like this. Trying to create anarchy is essentially just an attack 
Whenever you see the term social justice, you need to be concerned about what it is they're actually trying to suggest. If you have to use the word social as an adjective in front of the word justice, then you should automatically be at the very least suspicious that it's not really justice they're looking for. Now, I know this is a point we've made multiple times in the past, but I think it's a point worth reiterating. I think it's important for folks to understand where conservatives are coming from. We still have difficulty with this messaging because a lot of folks on the left, they have a lot of leftist influences, and they just shut down when we say certain things. If I say Black Lives Matter Incorporated, it's a terrorist organization, suddenly I've had a huge section of folks that actually would agree with me and my point just tune me out because they don't want to hear that BLM's the bad guy. Part of it's because they still haven't figured out that the organization, the global organization, uh, has basically just taken all the donations and ran with it. They've ripped you guys off, and they, they're not concerned about the black community in any real way. They do want to promote lies like the 1619 Project. They don't want to discuss the actual history of this country, which is bad enough. It does not need to be exaggerated. We have plenty of scars. We've got plenty of bloody noses, black eyes in our history. But at the same time, when you know and understand and truly get the fight that has been ongoing to create this nation in an effort to not only make the promises of the Declaration of Independence and the promises of the Constitution, but to keep them and to affirm them, to get there, that it was, slavery was a topic that was on the hearts and minds of the founders from the very beginning. You don't know that if you haven't read the Federalist Papers. You end up being like Maisie Hirono, who just tries to tell you, we don't know what the Founding Fathers meant. We don't know what they thought. Yeah, we do. Because it was documented. Because these guys fought it out in the arena of ideas. And they were fighting not, well, I mean, with each other, but not over the fact that they wanted to condemn the other side, but because they wanted to make sure that the point was made and that the best ideas won. At the end of the day, at the founding of the country, too many of the states in the South would have simply not join the Union if you ended slavery right there. A political compromise, yes. In another instance where sometimes political compromise is a bad thing. But it was made because if the country had been divided right then, right there, it would have never stood. And the fact of the matter is, is that the founders started working then it's like, okay, now we go to work at trying to get rid of it because we, we agree that liberty should be granted to all people. At that point in time, it was commonplace to say all mankind, uh, which included women, uh, is not a sexist thing. It was just the way they talked then. And, of course, you hear a lot of lefties trying to say, well, that was because women weren't adequately respected and blah, blah, blah. And they're may have been some misogyny involved there, but it's not near as much as they like to pretend. And uh, again, when I hear defenses made of Margaret Sanger, 
when I hear defenses made of other leftist heroes, they talk a lot about uh, Karl Marx being one of them and uh, Lenin being another. They talk a lot about how, you know, the, the negative parts that are uber racism, for example. Well, you know, they were still just people of their time. Well, the left doesn't allow that uh, excuse for other historical figures. George Washington was very much a man of his time, but he had slaves. Never mind the fact that the only reason he didn't free his slaves is because in the state of Virginia, they would have been forced into slavery somewhere else. He couldn't just free them and they'd be freed. Virginia law didn't allow it. Now, that's a failing on Virginia state law. George Washington kept his slaves to protect them from what would happen somewhere else. A well-documented piece of information, but something that I have heard the leftists say is a flat-out lie. I've heard leftists say that uh, it's disinformation or it's that's just some made-up conspiracy theory for conservatives to still feel good about the, the father of the nation. So, again, you do your research and dig past the, the folks on the left that have a vested interest in convincing you that George Washington was a bad man. And let's stop trying to cancel. They literally tried to cancel Ulysses S. Grant, the man who beat Robert E. Lee, to try to make sure that the South stayed as part of the country and that slavery would come to an end. That was one of the things that was a result. Why? Because he was offered a slave as part of a dowry. We didn't want it. That doesn't matter. I, I keep being reminded that uh, something that I used to say quite a bit, and uh, well before I had uh, the show, and that is when it comes down to the difference between art and pornography, uh, many times it may not be the content as much as it is the intent. So what's the intent of these men? Shouldn't that still matter? And when you're looking at historical figures, especially those who are celebrated, they're celebrated because they did a great thing, not because they were necessarily a great person. And if the thing they did is of significant value, they shouldn't be forgotten. Their contributions to the good things, to the positive aspects of our current existence, should not be discarded simply because maybe they were a person of their time. Doesn't mean we can't have a frank and honest conversation about what their failings were, what their flaws were. Congratulations, you've now officially established that these people were in fact human beings. Nobody here is 100% consistent. Nobody is here is 100% without sin, regardless of how you want to establish what sin is. And I'm not talking about necessarily from a biblical sense, but if that's where you want to take it, you can take it there too. The, the statement isn't any less factual. Right now, the Pope is still a human being. He's just become the Pope. He's still the most un-Catholic Pope in history, but he's been pushing on the sanctity of life issue here lately, where I do find myself kind of uh, being a little more supportive of him than I have been in the past, but I don't have grounds to be particularly supportive or not. Uh, I'm not Catholic, so I don't really care what the Pope's doing, but I do like it when he stands up for the sanctity of life. 
point of the matter is that if you teach everybody that America is a terrible, horrible, no good place, then that's what these kids are going to grow up thinking. And they're not even taught now to have the level of critical thinking that would allow them to go down the thought exercise of saying, well, if it's such a terrible place, why is it that we can, uh, let's say, as a child of color, why do I get to look at professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars and see a lot of men and women of color that are uh, getting to participate in these sports? Uh, why do I get to see uh, pop icons in Hollywood with plenty of people of color? Folks that are doing quite well, that are doing nicely, that are taking advantages of the opportunities that are provided by this nation and its capitalist uh, creation. And again, capitalism, I, I don't like using that word because that is the communist manifesto wordage, description of our what should be a free market economy, but obviously we don't have a free market. Uh, we're still one of the closest things to it. But the free market has lifted more people out of poverty than anything else in existence. Anything that can be that successful at doing the opposite of what they claim that it does, uh, how could it not be a good thing? And how can you, if you're a critical thinker, not seriously question why it is that some people hate the idea of free markets so much? We need to control everything. We need to control everything. No, no, not a free market. We have to control crypto. We have to control the price of gasoline. And it has to be high because we don't want you using fossil fuels. We don't even want you to no longer call it fossil fuels, even though we know fossils have not a dang thing to do with it now. No, that's, that's where we're at. All right, let's take that mid-hour break, and then we will shift topics. Uh, in the meanwhile, don't go anywhere. I'll be uh, right back. My name's Joe Biden. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> Joe Brandon, I agree. Yeah. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, 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 no, no. I promise you, the president has a big stick. I keep forgetting I'm president. The Founding Fathers of the United States said goodbye to the British Empire over taxes they recognized as economic abuse. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The amount of British taxes against the colonists were almost nothing compared to the Communist Manifesto taxes we put up with today. For example, the government says taxes land, taxes bed, tax the table at which he is fed, taxes tractor, taxes mule, teach taxes are the rule, taxes work, taxes pay, he works for pennies anyway, taxes cow, taxes goat, taxes pants, taxes coat, taxes ties, taxes shirt, taxes work, taxes dirt, taxes tobacco, taxes drink, taxes mind if he tries to think, taxes beers, if he he cries, taxes tears. When he screams and hollers, then tax him some more. Tax him till he's good and sore. 
Then, when it's his time, tax his coffin, tax his grave, tax the sod in which he is laid. Put those words upon his tomb, taxes drove me to my doom. Then when he's gone, do not relax, it's time to apply for the inheritance tax. It's time, my friends, to demand economic liberty. I'm Ron Edwards. Brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acidic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. I, I do not view abortion as a, uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy. And I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm not sure if it's me that's no good or Joe Biden that's no good, but I'll let you decide. <laughs> uh, before we get back to the action, want to remind you guys to, to go check out all the roto-molded super coolers, uh, this great lineup that they've got available over at Blue Coolers. Uh, you know what? These are awesome coolers, guys. Uh, you've got a five-year manufacturer warranty. You've got brand new and improved features and designs. Uh, they, at the very least, are 40% less than, you know, those uh, Himalayan Sasquatch brands. You know, those guys. Uh, same quality, 40% less, or in some cases more. Uh, you get a 90-day money-back guarantee. You get free and fast shipping. And uh, you've got the brand new for 2022 line, uh, the Cobalt line. So, with the Cobalt line, they're not as uh, heavily insulated, and therefore the price is a little bit lower than that of the standard blue cooler line. But with the standard blue coolers, you get 10-day ice at half the price. Uh, with the uh, Cobalt, you get 5-day ice at a fraction of the price. Uh, either way, it's great stuff, guys, and I, I highly recommend you go do it. And uh, up until... July 21st, they're running a special where if you buy more, you save more. Uh, if you buy two coolers, like in one of the uh, one of the uh, combos, uh, one of the bundle packs, that's the word I was looking for, uh, two coolers, you get to save 10%. Three coolers, you save 15% on your total order. Buy four coolers, and you'll save 20%. Uh, like I said, uh, that offer ends on the 
July 21st, so not a lot of time left between now and then. In fact, if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, uh, today will be the last day that you can uh, get on that. But, uh, you know, follow the link in the show description or go visit tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, into the truth, all one word, dot com. When you land on that homepage, scroll down past the recent guest section and you will start seeing banners for lots of different folks that I have affiliate relationships with. Click on one of those banners. It will take you there. It'll work just the same. It lets them know that I sent you and it helps to support the show. Plus, you still get some really cool stuff that you're looking to get. So there you go. There you have it. What else can I say? Not much, other than the fact that I think it's time for us to get back to the main broadcast, what do you say? All right, so um, something I came across, this story, it tends to be the kind of story that will evaporate quickly because it's just dirty politics, but it does once again point us in the direction of where we are in the culture war, and it points a uh, of pretty convincing finger at the Democratic side of the aisle as being the true racist part of the uh, American political scene. Uh, Ultimately, we have seen uh, a lot being made of Dr. Jill Biden, you know, the greatest doctor of all time, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is number two, uh, way, way behind uh, Jill Biden. she got in trouble with her breakfast burrito comment, or no, I'm sorry, breakfast tacos comment. I say a breakfast burrito, I think is much better than a breakfast taco. But eh, anyway, uh, she got into some trouble with that comment. She got a lot of pushback from the Hispanic uh, community, and rightfully so. Although I did kind of see where she was going with it, and I don't think it was meant to be a straight comparison. And if we're not going to be honest about that much, then we really can't expect to beat the left. Uh, We need to be the one thing they're not, honest. And so we do need to be honest about the fact it wasn't a direct one-to-one comparison, but because, because they've spent so much time trying to convince every minority group across the country that everything is racist, uh, it's not surprising when they feel like something is said that Sounds very racist. So now you got Jill Biden going around talking about how frustrated she is with everything that got thrown at Joe and uh, how her personal uh, ratings, her polling has dipped down to the lowest since, well, since anybody started taking a poll about her. And uh, it's not out of the realm of uh, the reality that they really need to face. And I think. Part of this is frustration and the fact that a lot of uh, Latinos in this country are starting to realize something that a lot of conservatives like myself have been saying for a long time. It's mind-boggling to think that so many Hispanics, especially uh, those from Mexico and Guatemala and uh, further south, uh, why they seem to be so lockstep with the Democratic Party because it's literally the opposite of how most of these people live their daily lives. Most Hispanic families have a very strong family tradition and a very strong work ethic and believe in self-sufficiency and sacrificing for one another and and a strong belief in God. These are all things that are common. Now, there are exceptions, there are exemptions, obviously, but these are all things that are the polar opposite of where the Democratic Party is. 
Well, now with this new story that uh, popped up, it once again shows that the Democrats are perfectly content throwing other food-related and other disparaging comments as well at Hispanics if they're not Hispanic enough. Uh, the equivalent of being an Uncle Tom if you happen to be a black conservative. Uh, in this case, we're talking about a Democratic congressman who's running against a Republican representative Flores, the, the lady who flipped this seat in a historic fashion not too long ago in a special election. They're running for a Texas House seat. Uh, well, the Democratic congressman that's fighting against her uh, paid a blogger uh, who referred to the Hispanic candidate, Miss Flores, as Miss. Uh, <laughs> Miss Frijoles. <laughs> called her Miss Beans, guys. Miss Frijoles uh, called her cotton picking liar. The fact that uh, he was so insistent on cotton picking being used, and we've been told repetitively that using that terminology is racist against black Americans. Uh, and a lot more, even more vile insults. Uh, and this, even according to a report from NBC. Now, we're talking about Representative. Gonzalez, a Democrat from Texas, paid $1,200 to the McHale Report blog back on June 24th for advertising services, uh, air quotes in use here, knowing that doesn't work so great on the radio. And then after the payments, the blog has repeatedly and viciously attacked Flores, calling her Miss Frijitos, uh, Miss Frijoles, uh, over 20 times. So they keep calling her Miss Beans. Evidently, the blogger over there at the McHale Report thinks that Flores and Frijoles spell close enough together that they think it's clever alliteration. Uh, it's a pretty juvenile insult, but it certainly doesn't help this coming right on the heels of Jill Biden's uh, breakfast taco comment. Anyway... Quoting here, my far-left opponent, Vincent Gonzalez, hired a local blogger to run hateful and racist ads against me, Flores tweeted on Monday. But I love frijoles, and I grew up eating frijoles. I am not embarrassed of any of my upbringings, and frijoles with tortillas uh, <laughs> is simply the best. Here's to Miss Frejoles 2022. So I, I got to give her props for uh, rolling with it and embracing it and turning it into a positive because she's able to do two things there. She's able to remind the Hispanic folks that voted for her in the first place that there's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to their uh, heritage. That bringing the best of their culture into the United States is it becomes a melting pot, is the, is the actual strength of <laughs> the country. And it's part of what makes America so great. When it was still a melting pot, we would take uh, the best aspects of the different cultures of everybody who came here to be an American, to become an American, to be part of this culture, but still bring the best of their past culture with them and help infuse it. It's not cultural appropriation, boys and girls. It is homage to the best things of the past. And the other thing she gets to do is also remind them that the Democratic candidate, who also has a very Hispanic-sounding name, 
Gonzalez, uh, seems to think that just because they're the Democrat, it's okay to call the Republican bad things. Personally, I kind of like Rahulis myself. Now, Jerry McHale, who runs the blog in question, has accused Flores of being a Trump fanatic and defended his attacks as just part of the political game. He also posted back on May 13th, prior to the check from Gonzalez's campaign, uh, quote, does Flores want Trump to come and take her, uh, well, uh, another word for cat, uh, only starting with a P? You know, the accusation of the uh, just grab something thing that Trump supposedly said back in the day? I think that that's uh, crude and uncalled for and usually a pretty standard political leftist idea of biting commentary. The blog also included other attacks against Flores, including vulgar descriptions of her vagina and labeling her Miss Enchiladas, similar terms, just, you know, just more of the same kind of thing that we've been told for a while now is not okay. <laughs> Some of these posts included a conversation with a friend who discusses not wanting to spend the night with Flores because of concerns of a rotten uh, vagina area, although they use the P word again. Uh, you know, just trying to be edgy. Not sure that uh, Representative Flores would have any interest in spending the night with you, as I seem to recall she's happily married. Uh, she's Got a pretty nice-looking family, uh, at any rate. Quoting here, Mikhail telling NBC, I am a liberal Democrat, and it's war against the Republican. I'm going to be merciless with her. So, if you think that's okay, would it be just as okay to be just as merciless back? I mean, as a... Republican in the modern political age, it's very difficult to be so brash, whereas it seems to be perfectly okay for leftists to stay and do whatever they want at any point in time, even attacking their own if they feel like the uh, other leftist hasn't been sufficiently um, compliant enough with the woke uh, gods. I'm a liberal Democrat. Uh, actually, no, you're probably not very liberal because liberals still tend to believe in such ideas like freedom of expression and freedom of speech and uh, the ability for folks to have whatever kind of conversations they want uh, and not necessarily to be concerned about censorship. And I'm guessing that while you think it's war against the Republican, uh, so you can talk about her anatomy in such an unflattering way, I, I think it shows that you're being very misogynistic and uh, being very racist and all those things that you keep saying that all conservatives are, even though we're trying to make factual-based comments. Now, that's not to say that some people that claim the mantle of conservatism may not fit the definition of being uh, misogynistic or even racist, but I'm seeing much less of it on the conservative side, much more of it on the left side of the political spectrum. Anyway, one of the diatribes against Flores reads, quote, 
if you entertain any illusions of winning, you're going to have to run on stronger issues than being baptized, Miss Frejoles. In your rebuttal to the Miss Flores designation, you expressed your love for Frejoles. Be careful and don't eat too many because you've already done enough farting out of your mouth. Again, uh, very clever. I, it makes me wonder why I'm not way more successful uh, with my writing at uh, blog posts and and the, the like. I, I, because at the end of the day, when it comes to expressing conservative viewpoints, there are a ton of folks that are way better at it than me. And I'm okay with that. Most of my writing and most of my meanderings behind the microphone here are based on uh, cathartic therapy. And it works uh, quite well, usually. But this kind of thing, my gosh. Could you imagine me saying something like that uh, about AOC? I mean, I could have went to town on her when talking about uh, her and some of her cohorts being escorted away from this Supreme Court uh, protest that they were involved in, where they were walking off and trying to make it look like they were in handcuffs. Uh, kind of broke the illusion when she raised up their power fist. But, I mean, you could go to town just about anything AOC said, but could you imagine the response from the left if if I said anything even remotely similar to any of this? Forget me, uh, anybody. But the point is that if I did, suddenly YouTube would notice a lot more. Suddenly, uh, I would be the talk of the town. In fact, I might even make a segment on reliable sources. <laughs> if that's even still a thing. I haven't checked back in to, to see if Round Boy is even still employed over there after the, the CNN Plus debacle. I probably should. I, I do need to poke my head out of the, uh, the right-wing uh, echo chamber a little more frequently. I, I try that on a regular basis, but... I've barely been keeping up uh, with uh, the right here lately, but sheesh. Sheesh. Now, Mikhail, who's been paid by Gonzalez before, has not run any advertisements yet for the congressman on his blog, uh, leading to questions about the nature of the advertising services that he's being paid for. He received $1,000 in compensation from Gonzalez last year, meaning that maybe that first bit of stuff before he got the $1,200 check may have been uh, preemptive for whoever the Republicans put up against him, so even the earliest ones might have been part of the advertising services. Democrats, including Gonzalez's campaign, have said that they do not support the language used by McHale. Of course, they publicly don't, but uh, has... Has the Gonzalez campaign canceled the checks? A little late to cancel last year's, I would imagine, but have they demanded a refund? Yes, yes, yes. They do not support the language used by McHale. Uh, quoting now uh, Colin Still, Gonzalez's campaign manager, of course the congressman is against referring to Representative Flores as Miss Frejoles or a cotton-picking liar. The blog, the blog also includes other objectionable content, like the use of the N-word. See, the leftists tend to think that they can still do it. Last month, Flores was the winner of 
obviously, can't understate it, a historic special election race in Texas. She became the first representative for Texas's 34th district to be a Mexican-born Hispanic immigrant that was a Republican. The first Republican period to represent the area since 1870. And in fact, I think, I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure she's the first Mexican-born congresswoman, period. You know, when we're talking about first, yeah, that matters a lot to the left. Uh, that's not part of the qualifications for the job, in my mind. But it is indicative of the fact that Hispanic communities in this country have come to realize what a farce the Democratic Party is with their policies uh, when it comes to how they treat minorities and, uh, well, immigration policy as well. Flores responded to her victory by saying that her historic win will bring back God to the halls of Congress. Now, that's dangerous talk as far as the left's concerned, too. She continued saying that this win is for the people who were ignored for so long. This is a message that the establishment will no longer be tolerated. We have officially started the red wave. Hashtag TX34 God Family Country. Now, those are values that the Hispanic community in this country, uh, the Hispanic community even not in this country, uh, most of them can get behind. This this guy, how is it that if you want to be edgy, if you want to be uh, making a name for yourself on the left, that you feel like you have to result, resort to things like this? I mean, the language is ridiculous, but the fact that he's so unapologetically racist, I mean, that is pretty racist, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, Representative Flores, I'm going to call you Representative Frejores. Uh, dude, I, I don't know your background, but you got kind of a Caucasian-sounding name. Uh, and if that's not true, then, then fair enough, but... I mean, what are we talking about here? Mikhail? Eh, sounds pretty Caucasian to me. Now, may not be. Could be like Zimmerman. <laughs> Zimmerman. Uh, George Zimmerman, uh, not Caucasian, but uh, kind of a Caucasian-sounding name. So maybe that's the case. But seriously, how big of a deal does this Mikhail report actually have to be in Texas? Obviously, in order for Vincent Gonzalez to feel like he needs or wants to have advertising services from the McHale Report blog, that uh, there must be something to it. Uh, there must be enough readership, at least in the district in which they're running, that he thinks that might be able to sway some voters. Otherwise, there must be something else at play. Maybe somebody... Gonzalez knows, or a family member that works for the blog at some capacity. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time nepotism and corruption have uh, managed to meet at an interception in democratic uh, politics. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't be. I'm still trying to figure out uh, 
if there's some way that I can get uh, a candidate to uh, send me a check for $1,200 for advertising services, because, you know, you'll get more than just my blog. I will full-blown light up social media, and I will give you time on this show uh, for that same $1,200. So if you're a conservative candidate out there, uh, <laughs> I would do it for half that. <laughs> you sent me a check for $600, uh, and then guess what, guys? In fact, Miss Flores, I'll give you the friends and family uh, discount, and, and I'll do it for $300 if you want the counter. I don't know that I'll be able to help you too much, but uh, I'm willing to go the extra mile for you if you're willing to send the check and it clears. That's all I've got to say. Again, in the Biden economy, uh, <laughs> any help uh, is a good thing. It's a good thing. All right, guys. I guess we should probably look to wrap things up right about there. Because, again, what what else is there? A, a ton of things to talk about. I don't have time to get into any of them. And by the time we get together again, so many other things will have transpired. But I do want you to keep in mind at all times that uh, every time they try to push you down, all you got to do is push back. Every time you trip, fall, all you got to do is get back up. And it sounds super easy, and I know it's not always that easy. But at the end of the day, that's still all you have to do. And on those times, on those occasions, when you feel like you're alone, when you feel like nobody's got your back, that nobody's there to offer you a hand to help lift you back up. I promise you, if you look around and if you'll accept the help, there are folks that are willing, myself included. All right, guys, come back uh, for the next broadcast. We'll be doing it again on Thursday night. Uh, in the meanwhile, stay safe. Stay healthy if you can, and uh, be smart out there, even if it goes against your nature. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Uh, that's it for now. Come back again soon. And uh, one last message for Joe Biden. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon.
take gun control is using both hands. Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep. To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep. Stalin, Hitler, Mao, me, and Pol Pot. They told us things that you never forgot. Is using both hands. Well, I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223. It gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family. using both hands With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.